brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. Happy hump day. Hey. It's Wednesday. Wow. Wednesday? It's Wednesday. It's, yeah. <laughs> is, this, is that a blur between Monday and Wednesday? Oh, no. Monday, Wednesday. It's my chance. <laughs> Monday through Friday. <laughs> um, oh. Yes? Please go sit down, boo-boo. Iris already interrupting, but you know, we're going to push through. Luna's on her way. It's motherhood. And yeah, get your get your child here ASAP. Oh, because I have all control over that. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> um, anyway, we have two amazing <laughs> guests here. <laughs> we have the founders of House of Intuition, Marlene Vargas and Alex Naranjo. Naranjo? Naranjo. 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 Right. And yes. business partners. Yes. And mamas. Yes. Can you tell us about House of Intuition? I mean, I've known about... Me, personally, I've known about House of Intuition for a really long time. I had an ex-boyfriend that lived in Silver Lake and in high school. Was it in high school? That, yeah. Yeah, high school. Yeah. Oh, wow. She straight right? said I was when I was in high school. <laughs> I was a senior. I was a senior. And, like, <laughs> oh, that makes it better. and he lived off Sunset and um, right where Dodger Stadium is, like right up that hill right there. Mm. And so I would always, I, I always be like, what is that place? House of Intuition. What is that? And it was always like this mystical, like, house on like a hill but it's not on a hill it's like stairs mm-hmm. um but it always looked really cool and then someone told me that one of the girls from the craft 
was like a tarot card oh, reader yes, there, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. what? Every I don't know. Rachel is that, True. And then yeah. it made it even more mystical and magical. Is that like a yeah. valley like movie, or is that like just a teenage girl movie? No, like, a teenage girl. The, movie. the craft was just every teenage what? girl wanted to be a witch during that time. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then one time I went to Forever Cemetery and the whole cast came out, I almost fucking lost my shit, yeah. including her. and Because I, I was her. Yeah. <laughs> She's black. There's only one black girl, yeah. Right. It was you. That's me! <laughs> it was me. I was like, I'm a witch. It all makes sense. The, cra- the craziest part about the whole thing is like, I, I, I vaguely remember the movie. I only remember the two parts, like, light as a, light as a boy, light as a, light as a feather, stiff as a boy. Take my scars. Take my scars. Anyway, we're getting off track. Sorry, sorry. It's um, a great movie, though. <laughs> yeah, everything casting, it feels like. like <laughs> everything we know about witchcraft is from the craft. <laughs> Honestly, that, that was like my entry into like witch witchery. It was like my witch starter pack movie. Um, but tell our listeners a little about House of Intuition. I know you guys have multiple um, pr- uh, properties. Storefronts now, brick and mortars, and I know you guys are online and everything, but how... How did you guys start? What is House of Intuition? Mm-hmm. Well, I got to take you back a few years. We opened it up in 2010. Alex and I met in 2007. Uh, prior to the year of 2007, before her and I met, of course, you know, we were two completely different people. So my life, um, I was in real estate. I owned a medical billing company for 13 years. Um, Alex was a social worker. Um, she was also into real estate. She's originally from Colombia, so her family lives all lives there, um, and she's grown up by herself here since she was 18. Um, <clears throat> me, on the other hand, I was a single mom, you know, um, raising my son, and his father was an alcoholic, so he's always been a, he was an amazing man. However, he had a substance abuse problem, and so which ultimately I ended up leaving that relationship and. After that, I went into a relationship with a woman, and um, my sexuality is one whole another story that we probably have to be. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I already got questions. Uh, <laughs> right. So, and, and we can talk about that because it, it's it's kind of deep spiritually and also just healing um, why that all came about. But um, so I was with someone for nine years, married her in Canada, came here. We had our because that was before California actually like allow yeah it. allowed it. Um, so my son at that time when I had met her we were together for, since he was four years old up until he was 13 went right before I met Alex but I was living a very materialistic life at that time so everything around me I had you know about I can't even remember anymore I think it was seven different homes I thought I was Trump that was the Damn. time oh, oh no that was, I was I thought <laughs> Like, let me tell you, I was like, whoa, I got so much. Like, this is the time you can purchase houses without actually putting any money down. Mm, they oh, didn't damn. check your, they didn't oh, even this check your the crash. Income. You yeah. don't even know because I know you're a high school girl. So you were. <laughs> no, well, okay. Now that I'm thinking about it, because I graduated high school in 2005. So it wasn't in, in high school. It must have been after. But I spent a lot of time in Silver Lake during that time. And I remember always seeing that house. Right. And I remember it being different. It was very different. No, like it was something else, and then it was like yeah, so he used to turn his office. Yeah, okay, so then yeah, yeah that's what it was. I'm yeah. 32. I'm not that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting it. So, um, so at that time, you know, it was we were together, and then I was living this life that I thought was my happiness, and then the market crashed here mm-hmm. in California. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Absolutely, but I didn't care about everywhere. I was like, I was in California, right. so it was like everything was being stripped of me. Mm-hmm. And this is the year that I met Alex, and this is also the year that um, I went through a very big breakup, which is the woman that I had married. Mm-hmm. So, so you had met Alex already? No. Oh, that's a whole nother story. Uh, I manifested this, her, oh, by the way. Well, yeah, sort of. <laughs> it's so but that's, complicated. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so complicated. Okay, so Alex isn't in the picture yet. This is just my story. He's okay. not sitting on this side. But um, so I can't say her name, but we were together for nine years. And my aunt, I found out my aunt had pancreatic cancer. And 17 days later, she actually passed. Mm. And she was an aunt that's like, you know, I... At that moment, when I was younger, it was like my mom was like the evil witch. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, please, I don't let a train hit her. <laughs> She's not letting me do what I oh, want yeah. to do. We like, all been there. And and so I always gravitated towards my aunt, and my aunt was one that was really close to me. So when she passed over, I lost it, and through a dream that I thought was a dream was actually the first time that I actually had audio that I heard her voice. Um, pull me out of bed and I woke up and I can hear her talking to me and I've while always been yes oh, while I was wow. at that time you know how somebody like startles you when you get up mm-hmm. and you don't quite remember like that you're awake yet so you have that moment of like am I awake am I asleep well at that time if I could like fully remember I remember just being in a big daze and I was also really sad so when you're in depression too you can kind of have those out-of-body kind of experiences and so she took me through these chains of events, and basically I walk, I had um, my partner and somebody very close to me having sex, which, yes. She was showing you something. Yes. Mm. So I lost, I pretty much lost it. And I ended up um, going into deep depression, and we split up, of course. Was it true? Like yes. the, she oh. actually walked into it. Oh, you walked into it. Oh, wait, wait. Hold, okay. on, hold on. Okay. I thought you had a. Wait, I thought you had a vision. vision. No. I thought she. Was, I, thought, no. I thought it was a vision. This was real. You oh. were at your house together having sex with somebody else. I owned a duplex. So it was in the front of my house. She was a bold biatch. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even, you didn't even go get a hotel room. I thought it was a dream. <laughs> no. You gotta follow because I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna have okay, to try squeeze. Like, wait, what? I gotta try to squeeze this all in this podcast. Okay, this okay. is like a huge journey. Okay, okay. So you ten years. Okay. 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 So while you're going through this depression, you wake up out of oh. your slumber just because you hear this voice. Right. Leads you and I actually feel like somebody picked me up. Oh, out of and bed. guided you. Yes. To- and so I was standing on my feet, and I can hear my aunt say, "Get up." <gasps> and she walks me through these chains of events, and I can hear her tell me. Go downstairs. I go to the back door. I'll give you a little bit more details. Go back door, and I went to open, like touch the handle, and I can hear my aunt again say, "No, grab your keys." And so I know because as a get a knife. Fiction story, but that would have been good. That would have been woman's You going crazy? Oh yes. Okay. Keep keep going. It's fine. Oh, oh my gosh. <gasps> Thank you. Love it. Mm. Little fairy. Little flowers. Oh, flowers. Oh, I love you. <laughs> so I did so I actually physically walked in. There was some other chain events that happened, but basically I walked in and I saw my wife having sex with somebody very close to me. Oh, shit. Mm-mm-mm. And um, so the first thing that I, I, I thought of was, one, I have a child. 
and he's in the house. Mm-hmm. And Thank so, God. and I have a business. I have real estate also, and I also at this time have a real retail store. And so my first thing was take care of everything. I'll be back. I grabbed my bags. I stuffed my bags and I freaking flew out to Las Vegas. And I stood there for about a good three weeks. And I was in deep, deep depression. This is the first time now I've had depression. I've had a depression around me all my life. My brother's schizophrenic, mad and depressive. Um, my sister also suffers from depression. I have a lot of other family members that also suffer from it. So I've always kind of be around it, but I've been a strong person. So I never really understood depression mm-hmm. as much as like, because I always look, why are you so sad? Like you have everything, like what's going on? Like those same common things. But then when you're in it, you get it. Like it doesn't matter what you have. Like mm-hmm. you just fall and it's really hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like the size of an ant and the the world was so big and everything was spinning and I was standing still mm. and I remember that moment like I could feel it and I came back and little by little of course I had to go through all of that separation and stuff and then Alex now moving forward to Alex um Alex I've always known she was like my crush in the bar like at the gay bar in um <laughs> in Long Beach she never even knew I existed by the way so <laughs> She, I like to say that she was my crush that I actually landed. Oh. Because she was nice. the popular girl that always hung around with all the pretty girls and stuff. <laughs> like, I was like mom, like, you know, homie <laughs> mom that didn't really, like, fit the crowd, you know. And so I was, I never really approached her. And then a few years later, which is now after my divorce and, and stuff, I mentioned to a, a mutual friend about Alex. And she's like, oh, she's my friend. And I'm like, Really? She's like, yeah. I was like, well, hook it up. You know? yeah. And she goes, well, you know, okay, okay. And she kept on trying to call her, and she never would respond. And then finally, um, the, my friend needed some information from me because I was in real estate. She wanted me to look up a house. And I was like, I ain't giving you nothing until you give me what Alex. I asked you for. <laughs> she wasn't playing around. <laughs> oh, you know how to play. She wants. Right. Yes. <laughs> and um, sure enough, she, she got a hold of her, and then we ended up meeting. And that's a whole nother story because we went on a blind date. We never really left each other ever since. Damn. We talked on the phone for a good three, maybe three months before we actually met in person. Wow. And so this is where we come together now. So in this time is when the market, like, again, it had crashed on top of my depression. So when I met Alex, I was on a lot of medication, Mm. a lot of Western medicine. I always was a spiritual person as far as, like, trying to find out my spirituality but I never really understood it because I didn't fit in any religious box because I grew up Catholic. I moved over to Christianity. I had my son in Christian school. I had then had him in a Lutheran school because Christianity started to tell him that gay people were bad and that you have to boycott Disney movies and all of these things. I was like, oh, no, you need to leave that school. So I took him out of there and I put him in a Lutheran school. And because, of course, I was a gay woman. And... Um, then when with Alex coming in, she really was about like magic, like stuff that I was like, oh no, you a witch. Like <laughs> you're like putting like candles up and praying on the moon and going around three times around the cert, you know, around the table and like chanting. And I was like, and my son would say to me, like, Mom, that woman's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> She's burning candles and she, he's like, I'm scared. And I was like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but she cute. <laughs> so she's staying. 
you know, your religious belief or whatever belief system you have, I'm okay with, you know, I'm not going to judge you for what you do. However, I'm not participating. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I have my belief system, which is, you know, my Catholicism and my Christianity. So I still believe that even though the church kind of didn't accept us, I mean, me as much as I would liked it, it still was a very big foundation to my belief system. Mm -hmm. So, um... When she came, she said, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. And then when I started to see things, like, really magically happen, like, you know, of course, this time when the market crashed, you don't have anything. I'm, I'm getting my cars repoed. My houses are in bankruptcy. I had to claim bankruptcy. You know, I'm living off of money that I had saved um, over the years. And I, when you're an entrepreneur for so long, it's so hard to, like, have an interview when you're the one that usually gives the interview like how do I even explain and then right now at this time it's like you need a college education and one thing I hated school Mm -hmm. like I was done honestly in ninth grade I was like I was was like mom like I'm good right like I'm just gonna go on Fridays and take the test and I'm good like I'm okay I've learned enough and I'm out And um, my parents of course were like crazy Um, but I did I just didn't like it and so Going into these interviews, they wanted, they didn't care about like how much background I owned a medical billing company for 13 years. If I didn't have, you know, these um, degrees, I was basically not really looked at. So I wasn't about to go work for somebody else. And so Alex and I, when we had met and we never left each other's side, and I'll I'll say a little bit about Alex, 18 years old. You want to tell your story? You want me to tell your story? How did you get into magic? How did you start? Like, is this something that you grew up around in your family? No. Well, my mom, my mom's very religious, um, but religion for me was always very, like, boxed I felt boxed like I it's some stuff that I didn't agree with like I was like why do I have to sit in some room and tell some guy like my sins (laughs) who is this guy yeah (laughs) like it doesn't make any sense to me it just didn't feel right it didn't resonate so so you know I started exploring and when I was 18 um my parents used to live here and then they decided to move back to Columbia so and I made the choice to stay um and so I did they left and so I always uh Contrary to her, I loved school. So I put myself through school. <laughs> a word against you now. <laughs> I'm just playing. <like, laughs> Where I am today. <laughs> Thank you. You need that degree for shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was in the, supposed to be in the closed doors of our own home. <laughs> sorry about that. We have this argument all the time because I feel like I use my degree every day. Oh, yeah. She doesn't seem to think so. Well, we differ on that, but we, we just agree to disagree. Um, but so so I put myself through school and and and... I'm a social worker, sociology major. So in that, like, I chose a lot of, like, cultural, religious classes. Mm. And I learned a lot about different stuff. And so I started seeing, like, there's so much more out there. And so I started exploring that. And um, I started kind of deciding, well, you know, there's a little bit from, you know, Buddhism that I like, a little bit from Kabbalah that I like, you know, a little bit from Santeria that I like, a little bit from this. And so I started kind of creating my own arsenal of 
belief than you know for myself and i didn't feel like i had to go somewhere like every sunday and Mm -hmm. do this like ritual like i could do it at home so so i started doing that and 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 it worked for me like it felt good to me i had my little altar in my house and i'd light my candles and you know do my what i now know is manifesting but you know i was just basically putting my my thoughts and my ideas out into the universe Mm -hmm. and so you know i practiced that and so when i so when when we met I was like, oh no, that can't can't be around me. But it only took about two years, and I was in full force. Like I was like, give me that candle. Like, yeah. I was building an altar today. <laughs> We need a fresh altar. Yes. (laughs) Because things actually she started to do was actually starting to happen. Mm. And I could see, I'm like, she's not a bad person. Like, because when you hear the word witch, you automatically just have like a negative. darkness, dark. Yeah. Right. Bad spells, like death. Yes. And as a young child, um, I was always intrigued, like fascinated by like those like botanicas, even Mm. though they were dark and dusty and like kind of scary I was still felt like a like a certain way of like wanting to go in and then if and when I did go in I felt like I didn't have as much knowledge so they weren't really wanting to talk to me or I wasn't part of the clique right, so right. I didn't belong and so this is somebody that's like very religious too like I always seeked something in religion that kind of fulfilled me and so going to these stores I didn't I didn't feel like connected so then when we met with Alex <clears throat> and she's all about witchery and stuff and I was like well maybe this is the you know and it ha- doesn't have a name like it was just spirituality it didn't have like a certain name to what the belief system was and I kind of like was in it mm-hmm. and so then we started to do candle magic and I started to do that and then I started to learn and that's all it took it was like literally wasn't about reading books and wasn't about googling everything it was more about I was in a very vulnerable and a very I like to say we were in desperation you know because a lot of times you don't start to make magic happen until the rug gets slipped underneath you that it forces you to stand up mm-hmm. and so that was our moment it was like everything was being taken there was a lot of stuff happening in the world at that time and we just was like I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna make this happen yeah I feel like the universe you know for whatever reason brought us together because I was going through a lot as well. I had properties mm-hmm. that I was losing because I was in real estate too because at heart, I mean, yeah, I went to school and I was like, I'm going to be a social worker or whatever. Like I had these goals, but, you know, deep down inside, like I had that entrepreneur kind of, you know, vibe. And I was like, if, if, if I'm going to, you know, like this is something that I want to fall back on, but this priority was I wanted to have my own business. I wanted to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And so I started with the real estate thing. I was like, okay, yeah, like, girl, you know, be <laughs> Trump and property and, <laughs> you know, sit back and just collect the rent. And, and, but it didn't work out that way. So we were both in the same place losing everything. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it was, it was a time where, like, we needed each other and somehow, you know, the universe brought us together. And I introduced some stuff to her and we just kind of started sharing different And so during that time, we would talk about like a spiritual detox center. You know, it was the whole lottery ticket. Oh, yeah. Because we, we were like scratching lottery tickets. That was like my thing. Like, like I'm all in, you know, <laughs> <laughs> for life. I was always like, <laughs> <laughs> I got like a thousand dollars. Yeah, I want that one. I'm like, you know, 
And so we would say, like, when you can win the lottery, babe, like, what would you do with the money? And I'd be like, oh, I'd buy my mom this, and I'd buy my dad that, and like, we would just, you know. And then we would always talk about this spiritual detox center that we wanted to open and how, like, these, these things, this magic isn't all bad, like how I felt it was, because mm-hmm. I lived through it. And during this time, I had my first tarot reading. And I remember because being, Alex took you. Or no, just this is before yeah. Alex. It was like a few months before I met Alex. One of my my cousin that my aunt had passed away. Her daughter said because I didn't tell anybody what happened. I thought I think that's the most interesting about this story. <laughs> well, two things. I think one of the most interesting things is that you were reluctant to like to like figure out what was happening over there, even though you had had this really like experience with. Mm-hmm. someone who a spirit you know right, but but right. like you were fighting obviously this pull that says because hey, that spirit i knew right <laughs> <laughs> what kind of spirit is she <laughs> talking to <laughs> who are you talking to <laughs> is it your auntie or <laughs> <laughs> that's something different that's but she was she was dabbling she just was she didn't she didn't realize she was doing she didn't it. realize yeah. right they weren't tapping no. in and then my other question before you oh, sorry i'm like no that's okay um i know you're initially like your son's father you're married was, was he religious he wasn't, um, and but his mom was very religious. And at that point, did you do you think you realized? At that point, did you know you were a lesbian, or you liked women? Honestly, I believe I was my whole life. Um, but you I just don't, maybe didn't. Say I it. can tell you the reason why I think I and I don't know why this happens. As far as I don't know if it's a, I can't even say why this happens for me. I'm gonna say how why I feel that I'm gay. Like now I could be born. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about like how society views it and how other people view it. I'm going to say what, why I chose to be with a woman. Okay. My choice, and my choice was was one. I never really felt comfortable with a man, completely. I there was a disconnect, and I did feel more comfortable with women. And then as a child, I was molested by my grand, my um, my uncle. Mm. Which even pushed me further away from right. it. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I don't think I need to try to figure out why, what, what. All I know is I'm comfortable here and this is where I want to stay. Mm-hmm. And so when I was with Eric, I mean, yeah, Eric is my son, his dad. I loved him. Loved him. So I can't say that I would have ever left him other than his alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Because he, was, he, he had issues with that. Unfortunately, it had nothing to do with I just couldn't raise my child in an alcoholic home because my father's father was an alcoholic and my dad instilled in us like no drugs, no alcohol, like we don't do that. So it was very difficult for me to and I tried to help him. I we even tried to help him for a couple of years. He lived with us oh, to try wow. to tell him. That's amazing. Yeah, so it's so amazing story. that you guys tried. That you had the relationship mm-hmm. and the ability to try and navigate that way. You we know? actually just lost him to alcoholism. Oh no, I'm, I'm sorry. so sorry. Yeah. So my son is the eldest of um, four boys, and so it's it's been a little difficult for him. But but you know it's it's been a journey with that because he's always been my friend. He was a friend to her. Right. Like he was a beautiful man, but unfortunately just couldn't be beat the disease. Mm. You know, so being a, I was always I had a partner of course, but I've always raised my son as a single mother because both women the my um, wife before Alex um, was involved, but she had very strict 
guidelines of like how she what wanted her role to. was. Yeah, and I'm I, I would never wanted to raise my child with something that somebody that was like so strict. So you know, when you're in a relationship, you guys know like it's hard to bring somebody else in and like, how are you gonna raise my kid? Like that's my baby. Like, right. Like, you know? Like whoa, whoa, whoa. Right, right. I want that's, you to be a parent. But like, I don't want you to be. But a also parent. calm down. Follow my lead. Right. Have my back. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and sometimes you're like, hey, just take care of it. Right. Like, why are you asking me? Right. 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 We're just so like, but crazy. Yeah, but on the other crazy. side, it's not a good place to be because then you don't, you know, yeah. from my perspective, it's like, okay, it well, I don't know how much I can do or do not, not, do, not right. do. So, you know, it makes it very difficult. What do you mean you're supposed to read me, our minds? Well, exactly. well, I think it makes it difficult when somebody is like really strict about how they want to parent too. You know what right. I mean? If right. two people have similarities in parenting, like, okay, well, you know, like, then it's easy to vibe that way. But if you're thinking, like, something completely different than what I'm thinking, and you're not the biological parent, then it's going to be a constant. Right. Yeah. Tug and pull. And for me, you know, like, from the beginning, like, I've been, like, I've been gay all my life. Like, it's never been a question. It's like, She has a little shirt, like, at, like... Yeah, five years old I'm a boy yeah <laughs> like yeah like literally like I fought my mom for this t-shirt because it was there was the pink I'm a girl and the blue I'm a boy and I was like no this is the one I want wow. you know and I have pictures with it so there's never been a question but for me like I had always you know when I started being in relationships and stuff I'd always made a conscious decision not to be with somebody who had children because that you know was always like I don't want to deal with baby daddy's drama and you know like this whole thing it just was too complicated and you know for whatever reason I fell in love with somebody who who does have a child but I can't say and I wouldn't change it for the world but I I do have to say it was very difficult for me because I didn't know I never wanted to have children so you know and I am very set in my ways and I do think that certain things should be certain ways and so it was very hard for me to like adjust. adjust and do that without stepping on anybody's toes and like it was you know a touchy situation mm-hmm. so you know for people out there that want to have a relationship with somebody from my perspective you you know you really have to bend and kind of follow the lead mm-hmm. if you don't want problems <laughs> <laughs> and you really want the relationship right yeah exactly yeah, mm. she seems fiery, so. Oh, yeah. girl, <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> but my son knows, like, when I, when he was little, because being, you know, also a boy, I always kind of felt like, oh, no, he's going to get bigger than me one day. Like, right. you know, and I never wanted to have a girl because I prayed to God. I was like, please don't give me a girl. Please don't give me a girl. One, because I knew how I was. And two, I had a niece, and she just, like, oh, she scared me. Like, I was like, uh-uh, you need to be a boy. Like, get no matter what. Right. Yeah. So, um. But he definitely was the kind of kid I could look at, and he would be like, you know. So he was pretty much on, on pretty straightforward. But as as being an entrepreneur, my son also spent a lot of time, you know, like alone. He he did a lot of, he he is a loner, so it kind of helped as far as my entrepreneurship, you know, goes because he's not one to like need a big crowd of people. Where I grew up, and I wanted all my friends at the house, you know. Is your son, because of, you know, the journey that House of Intuition has taken you on, and now you have, you know, you obviously, Alex has, you know, opened up your your world to mm-hmm. magic, and I'm sure even just the journey of 
being in House of Intuition and meeting your healers and tarot card readers, is your son also like very much in, in this space as well? He actually, because he's, you know, just way younger too, and he's definitely higher in consciousness already. Mm. I think the younger generation, you don't need to tell them about like, they, they're already so connected to earth and to like recycling and not overbuying and like he's so already in consciousness that this was like oh finally mom like you mm. got it like mm. <laughs> so he's more like me not having to really guide in him he's more tr- like my teacher mm. than I'm his teacher I think a lot of our children are our teachers absolutely they teach us so much you know and um, he's done that for me so being with the house um, going back to like a tarot reading I had never had one before so when I got it I was like like with my arms crossed and skeptical. everything very skeptical and I had already I felt a way about it because I had like the whole all oh, these people just want to take your money or they're going to tell me something that you know I have a hex on me or whatever so I always was very against it and plus my religious belief system was like oh no you never look into the future because then you're opening up a door to like hell, hell. <laughs> <laughs> everything's the gateway to hell yeah <laughs> so so always so scared but in this time I was so depressed and I was obviously going through a lot of stuff emotionally that um, I went and what this woman told me was so profound that I could feel it like in me like she brought up my aunt she said her like she described her Mm. she like went through all the the chains of events that I had been going through so I knew spirit was there some some other force was there with us at that table and um, it, it changed my life on that very first moment. And then with Alex coming in, and she had already done a tarot reading before, it was on. It was like, oh, we need to figure life out. Let's go to the tarot reader. You know? <laughs> so we would like go, and we would listen, and we would pick and choose what we wanted to take. So this particular reading that we would go to, Alex and I were having yard sales, by the way, to sustain our mortgage to pay for um, our livelihood for the first like couple years before the house of intuition. Right. And then we went to the tarot reader and we're like, what's going on? Like what's going on with my life? And she's <laughs> like, oh, you guys are thinking about something. You guys have another, like something's going on here. And I was like, oh, babe, she's talking about that spiritual detox. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I said, you know, should I ask? And Alex was like, yeah. And I asked, you know, yeah, we want a spiritual detox center. We want one that has no religious form. We want to have a center that is um, no store, by the way. It wasn't supposed to be a store. Mm. It was just supposed to be of tarot readings that show that tarot readings aren't as bad. It's the human behind the cards that has that 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 takes advantage of people that are vulnerable. So it's us humans that are creating that bad. Right. And so she's like, well, let's see. And she flips the cards and she's like, absolutely. That's where you guys are supposed to be. That's what you're supposed to do. Five days later, we saw that little house up on the hill. Mm. And we took all of our money and basically, and my son's college education. Well, <laughs> yeah. you never liked school, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're good, school. boy, right? You're good, you're done, you're done. She didn't like it, she didn't have a problem. She didn't, <laughs> she didn't, <laughs> she didn't think twice. twice. Yeah. Yeah. So when he's 10, you're good, right? <laughs> Smart enough. Two years, you're good. Yeah, you're good, you're good. <laughs> What's five times five? All right. <laughs> basically. Give me your money. <laughs> you're on my team. <laughs> um, and so he, he just basically said, yeah, mom, you know, like you could take whatever you need. Don't worry about it. I'll get to school. And I said, okay. So we took that money. Alex actually um, had a couple houses up in Silver Lake and she let those go. She sold one of them. 
Um, and that's what supported the House of Intuition. We put every single penny into there, mm. into that space. And it was vacant for nine months, did nothing for like eight months, and we were losing everything. But we had our faith, and we, ha- and we knew what we, why we wanted to have it. We want the main purpose of House of Intuition, and it has never changed, is because I still feel like we are so small and the world could be so big. And sometimes when we get in that space, we need that little light of hope. And as long as we have a safe space to be able to get our tools, to be able to do our church in our homes, I think that's really where our spirit lies, is like we can do our own rituals, our own like magic in our homes without having to seek outside of ourselves Mm -hmm. because that's where we started (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know it's so funny like how the universe works honestly like I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about like just how you know we connected with you guys and the last last towards the end of last year I really started to think about my spirituality and like I grew up my dad is was is like went to goes to church every single Sunday one of the biggest sinners I've ever met. He's now better, but <laughs> like because of that, I always thought church is bullshit. Yeah. Like I was like, I don't want to go. I have no desire to go. So much so that I was like a self-proclaimed atheist at one point. Mm-hmm. And like my mom cried, and it was like a whole thing. And my mom, she would go to church every now and then. But my dad and my mom were not together, so my and my I didn't spend a lot of time with my dad. So the time that I did spend, it was always Sunday. We'd go to the church, and I was like, okay, I fucking hate this. <laughs> Like, it was just, it was, so I just had a bad experience with church. Then I went to Catholic school. And from, before I went to Catholic high school, I was at a very liberal school that was, like, very hippy-dippy. So mm-hmm. then going to Catholic school was so the polar opposite. So then it right. just kind of, like, solidified my belief that this is bullshit. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <and laughs> so then, like, I think, I don't know if it's age, kids, just I also feel like I all I do have something that has protected me in so many ways in my life. I'm always protected from bullshit mm-hmm. and like specifically money too. Like I'm I'm always like there's something always works out for me. Like at my mm-hmm. last the last hour the last brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over forty. They can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply day like something happens and so I was telling Jamila and I was telling our listeners they've they've listened to me talk about this idea of like I need to find some I need to understand what the spirituality is like I keep telling people I'm spiritual but what the fuck does that actually mean like if I'm not actually doing anything about it it just means I'm not an atheist to me it was like I'm not an atheist anymore (laughs) but I'm also not religious (laughs) so I'm like spiritual (laughs) so so I was like, you know, at the end of this end of last year, like a, a few things happened in my life that were just so like, it was just very painful and um, it kind of put life in perspective and that like, life is so fragile. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I think I need to, I felt this like pull to figure it out. And so over the last few weeks, I, I went to church. So I went to church. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if I've shared it yet, but I did go to church. I did. Maybe I did. I, I went, went to church. Churches. I went to two churches. So I went to one church and I told Jamila, I walked in and like everyone was singing songs. And I was like, Ugh, I don't know how I feel about this. I felt like really uncomfortable. Melting? I was like, Ugh. I got really tense and like, I felt really uncomfortable. And then we had to like talk to each other. Like we were, everyone was like, go say hi to everyone. I was like, Oh God. <laughs> but then like, when the you know the preacher went up and he started talking about Bible verses, which also makes me uncomfortable, <laughs> we started talking about the meaning behind them and relating them to my life. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I, I can connect to that. So I was like, oh, I don't know if that's my place, but maybe. So then my, I actually went to church with my dad like two weeks ago, and that was not my place. I was like, that's not my place. And then I was saying, I was I, I'm not necessarily looking for a church. Like I wanted to go explore other places as well, um, but th- hearing you and like. hear you talk about like pulling like practices or belief systems from different like Buddhism and that was kind of like where I was at in college because I had taken like um a class on um world religion Confucianism and yeah Eastern um spiritual practices or whatever uh it confirms to me I'm still on this journey and I'm still exploring and I probably might go to another church I don't really I don't think church is for me (laughs) but like knowing that like this that you guys are here right now we're talking about this kind of like is like perspective for me like okay yeah I I can do this at home like I just have to like put in the effort and figure out what it does mean to me what works for me what speaks to me and for me and for me like even thinking about house of intuition like intuition for me is something that um I have very strong intuition and I've often gone against it and obviously has not served me and I told myself this year I told Jamila like and she knows I'm an- annoying with it because I'd be like I'm not doing it my intuition says no I need to change my mind I'm doing it and I'm you're going to the and club she's like what about my intuition I'm like I don't know you have your own intuition I told myself in 2020 I'm following my intuition I'm left alone <laughs> Shit, though it's important but yeah like figure i'm on i'm on this i feel like i'm kind of on this journey too of like where maybe you guys were then or you right. were then trying to figure out what does it all mean to me right. um 
So and yeah. it's different for everybody. Yeah. You know what works for you may not work for me. What works for me to you know some things that she does that I'm like okay you know that's you know, cute. Go on with yourself, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's cute or whatever. But it's not something that I would do, and vice versa. Like mm-hmm. she's pulled some of my stuff, but it's about that. We're all individuals, and what you know, we all have different guides that you know walk with us, and and so we need to explore that and explore what feels right. That's mm-hmm. what's most important. I think that's the biggest thing that people fuck up. I think that you know, like. I always call it, I always say this, like, when we're born, our kids are born, and then we, like, we, we house train them. You know, we socialize them. We make them, like, don't do that. You can't step in this person's way. Don't mm-hmm. stand that close to someone. Don't do this. Or, like, a lot of times in, fam- you know, family settings, we adopt religion. We're told what that means. Yes, right. We're told, you believe in Jesus. If you, if that's not your savior, and you start looking at the moon mm-hmm. and the stars and dancing around the fire and shit, <laughs> that's dark, you know? Yeah, that's no, that yeah. devil shit, you right. know? Even to the point where, like, me growing up, my dad is not religious. I mean, now, more like, in his older age, he's like, oh, yeah, I believe in God. I'm like, oh, do you? Because that's not what the fuck you told me. I mean, <laughs> he's like, Jesus is some white man. Every The white people, the white man made up, and everybody believed it. <laughs> And I was like, so growing up, that's what I thought. I was telling my friends, like, Jesus, I made up white man. The white people made up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and then even I, because I've, because I've always been very much my own person, you know? Like, I'll explore some shit, even almost more if you tell me not to. <laughs> and so I, I had, like, an eighth grade, like, one year strong, heavy, and Christian, the youth group, you know? And there was times I was like, this, something seems off about this. <laughs> but one thing that I, and then in high school, I also went to a Catholic school, which was, like, for mm. its time, kind of a liberal Catholic school. And I knew a lot of shit didn't make sense because just like, you know, I knew I, I like girls. I like women. I knew I like women since a very like an early age, like five or six. Mm-hmm. And even like, I, it was never like a question. I just, like even 13, I was like in love with one of my close friends. Like I was a <laughs> self-proclaimed lesbian in college again. I'm like, I don't like guys at all. I'm good. So it wasn't like, but in the, like the, the 12th grade, I think they like drilled Catholic Jill Catholic, but in 12th grade, they gave us, like, one semester of world religion, and they had, like, one really good book, and it had, like, it covered everybody else's shit, and I was like, finally! They're talking some shit that makes some sense! Right. But I also, I, I realized, like, okay, I could take this, I could take that, I could take this, yeah. that shit doesn't make any sense, and because it was conflicting, like, but I love Asia! Why do I love Asia if Jesus says it's wrong? I was, like, praying to God, like, if it's wrong, make it go away, God! Please make it go away! And the shit didn't go away so I had to kick the Christianity to the curb <laughs> <laughs> bitch is still I still like this bitch so. but I just I feel like so people so often are like get fed what they're supposed to believe instead of really thinking what resonates with them and what feels right because I think the problem is like even with intuition is just our own embodying God you know one thing about the Bible that resonates is like we're made in her image or his image, but that also bothered me. Like, who the fuck said he's a guy? Mm-hmm. But, but you know, like that's what people deny in themselves is that their own their spirit. Like, we are a part of whatever the God energy is. Mm-hmm. And when you deny yourself the 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 freedom to explore that. Like, I'll take sign from anything. I'll be at the curb and I'll be saying, like, a bird I've never seen before. I'm like, what does saying one blue jay mean <laughs> on Saturday and crescent moon? 
I'm like, the name of America, somebody, the spirit is speaking to me. <laughs> Everything is a sign. Right. Every animal, every every interaction, every stranger. I take heed to that. Every message, if I have a thought and then someone in the next hour says something to me that relates to that, I'm like, oh, okay, that you're confirming for the universe is telling me this is how it's supposed to be. And even in that article I read about you guys, it said something about, like, you guys, like, um, embarking on this neat, this niche, like, Place and then it. How do you how niche? Do I, niche do I fuck it up? <laughs> um, this 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 space and then look how much you've grown and who would have? I mean, I'm sure at that point you didn't you you knew but you probably told some people and they're like, bitch, you're crazy. You know what I'm <laughs> so saying? You're gonna sell what? Crystals? You're gonna, gonna sell some candles over on the hill in Sunset, right? You know. <laughs> but even like with Erica and I, like. Um, we're just business partners even though I wish we could just we're like work wives there's so many things even in this space that even reading that article it resonated with me because so many people are like you guys are going to be like talking about your your mom shit and your hoe shit what do you what do you mean <laughs> and but we are so adamant like there's a space for this right and, 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 and even in our journey I think we've become mutually more like I, I, I don't think I've prayed with one other partner like but we have prayed together we have made some visions together we have been places like we're about to hear this song we're about to do this we're about to connect to this person and then we'll walk right into the party and wow. yo the song will play I'm like oh my god <laughs> we knew you know what I'm yeah. saying so there's just like these Absolutely. these alignments and these synchronicities that I think are divine really and whatever people would like to think are godly or religious or whatever but or even coincidence or like, co I don't believe in that I don't believe in that shit either yeah I, I really think that it, if we all knew how powerful we really were we would not be a controlled society so mm -hmm. this is where everything is like starting to come up it's like we know how powerful we are and as we start to actually stop seeing it as a sign and know that it's actually happening, that we don't question the signs that are coming or question our actual, you know, God-given gift, which is in ourselves. Because I don't, I think it's bullshit that some people are born with a gift and some people aren't. I don't think, I think we're all psychic. I think we are all magical beings. I feel like we all can create magic and things to happen because I know everybody has thought of that one friend and all of a sudden or ex-boyfriend or boyfriend mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they call you or you bump into them and you're like holy shit I was just not thinking by of chance. you no. and think about every time you want to do that with everything you want in your life and everything that is due to you karmically or lessons that need to be that also need to come up is just something that you need to think about we weren't taught that where was it stripped of us? Because our ancestors knew. That's why they didn't need what they we have here in this world today. Mm -hmm. You know, whenever they needed some, they did rain dances when they wanted the rain. When they wanted certain things, they would do like moon rituals and they would go into the ocean. They would do things. When there's something hurting, they would go rub, grab some herbs, you know, put it in a mortar and pestle, rub it all over them, boom, they were healed. Well, because we like, were derived from this earth. We are, we are yes, part of the earth. And right. we are still that, those people. We are. We just have forgotten. Yeah. And that is something. But your soul does not forget. Exactly. No. Your soul exactly. does your soul, not forget. Your soul, that's why when shit happens, it's not because, it's because you've been so numb yeah. and so, yes. like, covered. And conditioned. Conditioned. Right. Right. And, exactly. and us parents actually do condition our children. Yeah. So if we tell our children that you know religion is the way if we tell our children um we're catholic or we're christian or you can't believe in you know the fairies because uh, who's to say the 
child didn't see a damn fairy. Right. Like, who's to say that? We don't see it anymore because we turned it off. Right. Mm-hmm. We've been conditioned not to see it. You know, because I remember as a child feeling spirits. I remember an energy field. Maybe I didn't see them with my own two eyes until I got older. But I remember feeling another energy in a room with me. So do I. And my parents would say, the boogeyman doesn't exist. It's not here. Look, nothing's here. Nothing's here. Everything's mm-hmm. okay because they want to protect you. They want to, you know, not put fear in you. But in reality, if they can, if they would have just asked me, what do you see? What is going on? What? It, well, mom, it's, I don't know. It's like, it feels, it's not scary. It just feels like it's here and encourage me and nourish that. Then I would have tapped into that intuition way long ago. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm hoping. Like mothers now, the younger generation, like they are really about like astrology. We have so many kids coming into the store and like they know they're in tune. They, they love crystals. They love crystals. They're like so into it. Like your daughter walking mm-hmm. in here thinks I'm a witch, sees me as a human, but knows like, whoa, like she's intrigued by it. Why? Because she's not afraid of it. She wasn't afraid to see like some scary woman coming in here, you know, going to cast a scout. You, you know, know, she did ask like, me though, which like, I thought was really funny. Or something. She, she was <laughs> like, what color is her hair? What? But she's not afraid. And I was like, <laughs> I wonder if she thinks it's black. <laughs> like, you know, I was like wondering like, what does she think a witch looks like? I mean, because she watches, you know, cartoons and stuff. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I think you're totally but right. But all witches. I think I, right. that's what I tell my daughter. I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm a witch, and so are you. You know, I think too. Like, it's we do have. I think about that too. Like, even having this conversation, the responsibility. You know, me and Jamila have because our kids are are at an age now where it's like it is like a crucial time of like this is the time where. We start drilling in realities mm-hmm. versus like intuition, intuition, mm-hmm. you know, and right. telling them like, no, you didn't see a monster because it's, they a, don't it's exist. convenient for you to be like, like shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to bed. <laughs> Right, you're right. And I think <laughs> I about to watch that scary movie. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about what what have I already done? What have I done that's like. I mean, I know that there's things I can undo, but what have I done already? It's also part of her journey, though. Yeah. Remember, like, nothing that you have done is is not the way it should be. Right. That's true. So you don't go backwards. All you can do is be better and learn lessons and move forward. And you're still learning a lot, too. I mean, you're mm -hmm. still on your journey, and you're still trying to figure it out. You can get a parent handbook. Yeah. Right. But that's why, too, I also feel, I think, because I have a kid now, I do, I have this pull to figure that out you know because i want to be able to help guide her in whatever way no i don't not figure it out but I like say. but like have some sort of like I, I thought about even when i was going to church am i going to bring her like should mm. i bring her with me I, I, and then i decided not to because i was like i don't even know if i'm gonna be here again well, like, <laughs> i think it's, i think it's important though i think it's cool i think it's cool for our kids to see us go through the journey like when i grew up i went to churches different churches with different friends i went to lake shrine should like let the lake shrine with the Danielle's mom and I and that really gave me insight and then even my parents allowed me to go to church even though they're like I don't know what they're doing over there they, they would not let me get baptized though <laughs> but so but they let me you know I saw different things and so I think even with Luna like I there was a moment where I I, I was like practicing Buddhism and doing Nam-myoho Renge-kyo and I was making her do it with me in the mornings and because I was and at the time I was like I really I was going through leaving my baby daddy and moving out and I needed something I felt like I needed something and I also remember telling those people like I want my kid to have some type of foundation and really understand spirituality. I think religion foundation Mm -hmm. is a really good place to start. Or just spirituality, but then they started calling me too much. So I stopped going. (laughs) (laughs) But when I did, I 
doing it. She was coming with me into the bush. We would bang the, the bell in the morning. Yeah. And even, and then when it graduated from there, even like I'm at in my home, I would make altars, people that, you know, we know who passed, put water, put liquor, put whatever. And I, then I would discuss, put money, and I would discuss that with her. So even when it changes and like whatever, the next thing I come yeah. up and adopt, I'm just going to, we're going to keep mm-hmm. talking about it and keep it. It's, it's, an, it's an ongoing yeah. process. You don't come to an arrival of, uh, no, I don't, I don't think I, I'm not Buddha. I'm not looking to be Buddha. Okay. But I just feel like, I just mean, I feel a responsibility to kind of really, truly explore it more. You know, yeah. like if I say I'm spiritual, then what does that actually mean? Stop, don't say that then. If you're not taking if the you're time not to actually, nurture, the, yeah. nurture spirituality. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a real ass bitch. So <laughs> I need to explore that. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> and and, I, might, and yeah. I might need to, I think I need to go up to House of Intuition and go. <laughs> I know. I want to go like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> feeling like. I feel like I need to go up but there. But I do think that Mila's right though, that it's important for them to see that it's okay that if does, something doesn't feel right, that it's okay to move keep on. exploring and yeah. move on. You know, like you don't, you don't have all the answers and True. whatever is good for you may not be good for her but at least she's going to be able to see that oh you know if this doesn't feel right i don't have to do this i can move on to whatever and keep exploring her own thing and it may be very different than what you've you know what you're teaching her but foundationally you're teaching her that it's okay to explore right and to believe in something in something outside outside of her a higher power whatever that is even with my dad like he talked shit to me that time i wanted to get baptized in the eighth grade But uh, and he talks a lot of shit in general because that's the kind of relationship we have. But I still did it. And even like when I thought I was never gonna like men again, I was just hardcore lesbian. I was like, I think I'm in love with uh, my baby daddy again. He's like, I thought you're a lesbian. <laughs> Shut up, I thought you're a lesbian. So I think even like having par- a parent who was like kind of like, eh, to me, like even though he said he talked to shit, I still knew I, I had the space to explore and like be who I who I was who I. I mean, I don't know if he had a choice, but like. I was allowed to explore and be who I wanted to be, right. even if they were going to talk shit about it, which mm-hmm. I kind of think also makes like a kind of a stronger co- child because mm-hmm. I'm going with my intuition and, you know, last week I was lesbian, this week I'm not, Dad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a witch this Unless week. Unless a cute girl <laughs> <walking by me. laughs> And I like my <laughs> for the afternoon. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen with me, okay? <laughs> keep, keep them guessing. <laughs> but at least you give your kid the... Just the wherewithal to to be gut to whatever the fuck is going on with ins- inside you, whether it be yeah. you know this or that or this. So I think that's you know like that's our responsibility as moms and as human beings, mm-hmm. just to like change the perspective. Of, like, yeah, and and my son too. Now that you know he's seen such a growth in not only like the business but also within ourselves. Alex have and I have found a lot of things out in our own self and what we need to heal and what we need to work on um, constantly that he's actually as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. You've been able to also see how, no matter how old you are, you can change into whichever you know, whatever part is your journey. Version of yourself. Yeah, so you right now in right. your 30s, you might be like, I don't know if I'm spiritual. Or I don't know if I'm this and that. And then when you're in your 40s, you might just be like, I'm a Buddhist. You know? Right. And it's okay. Or I'm back to atheism. Right. So, I don't know. You may make your own religion up. <laughs> I mean, really, that's what it's yeah, about. Know. Whatever makes you feel good and whatever is helping you through this life and through this journey of yours. There's no culty shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like she said, you know, Buddhism helped her at a certain point in her life. Life, but may not be what's going to be with her forever right. and there might be some a situation that arises for her that she'll find something now that's going to bring her comfort and that feeling of like okay this is going to this is going to help me get through this time in my life or whatever but so. magic's a whole nother story like yeah. i love magic <laughs> okay. i have like can you share with our our listeners what exactly like what what's do you do up at House of Intuition? Like, what services do you provide? What's happening up there? What kind of magic can we get? Because I know you guys now have multiple locations. I mean, you started off in Silver Lake, and now you have Santa Monica, North Hollywood, um, with Highland Park, and Wait, is I went to Hollywood's open, right? Yeah, I went to your pop up in um, in New York. And oh, nice. Yeah, I stopped. Thank I brought my mom me. with me. Yeah, oh, <laughs> sweet. Yeah, I stopped at your pop up in New York. So. What 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 do you what is what's happening? Well, our services were like the biggest. That was the thing when we first opened up the one in Echo Park. It was all about services. We had no store. We didn't want a store. Mm-hmm. How crazy was that, right? Mm-hmm. So we wanted to teach people like because tarot reading for me was so not what I was told. It was something that really helped me in my depression and to make me see things that I couldn't see. Um, we only wanted tarot readings. Now today. Over the years, over the ten years, we've we've noticed that being having a tarot shop and healers and class, all those other things, not classes, more like healers and and readers. It was starting to be where where people would lean more on. Now they can't even like decide for themselves what to do. Mm. Because they're not being guided within themselves to to say, okay, I can make a decision. It would now have to be called in to the tarot reader. Like, I didn't, it was like, oh gosh, now we're handicapping these people. Like, I know right. some of those people. I don't want to have that. Right. It's like, the opposite of what we wanted to do in the right, first place. Like, right, we right. wanted to empower people. We wanted to trust people. your intuition. Yeah, trust your intuition. Yeah. You need confirmation. Yeah, there's a reader. Especially when you're super cloudy and you don't, yeah. you can't see for yourself. I think readers are great to be able to bring in that clarity. Now, I also want you, as the person that's getting the reading, to also be accountable for listening listening to everything that a reader says because remember they're just going to be the messenger so just because they say something you don't go yes this is this is exactly how this is going to get played out you have to use your own intuition and discernment to say oh this resonates with me this doesn't resonate with me 
this is what I, this is the information you gave me. I'm going to make these choices because you have to be accountable for your own actions. Mm -hmm. And just because somebody says something to you, because I think we channel spirit all the time as a friend, I'm sure you've channeled for her. Channeling means that you're giving her, you know, some messages that are coming to you when you're consoling her or vice versa. And that can be from your spirits, your guides, even your other guides to tell her, no, I don't want you to date this person or this doesn't feel right. I don't think you should do this. I think that's our way of psych our psychic ability and so that's what readers do is give you these messages and we should know what feels right and doesn't and then we make those choices for ourselves mm. but then we started to see that it was just too much so I was like you know what? we're gonna both of us were like we're gonna have classes let's give them the tools more let's show mm. them what we do because candles were a big thing that's how it just organically happen that way people would ask like what do you do and I'm like oh you want me to make you a candle and I would literally make a candle at home and I would bring it to a client a customer that came to our store this is when Alex and I used to work the counter which was for like the first three years in business and we I used to give people candles mm -hmm. or I would give them like something that I would make on their behalf and I would pray but again then I realized oh wait a minute now they're not learning how to make their own candle. Mm. Like now they're not learning how to make their own magic. Now now they're looking at me like I'm the one that the magical being You're here their with all the power. Yeah. yeah. Like no, like so that's when it started to go no. Now we need to make a change. So we it just evolved into one, I believe when we were younger, again, going to all those botanicas, I never felt really connected. You know, the botanicas and the stores out there used to make me feel very intimidating. And I felt like I was going to walk away with some weird entity or I was going to like <laughs> take something home or I don't know. I was scared all the time. So I wanted to create a space. We wanted to create a space that people can come in and get their tools and ask. Like it was no religion base and you can ask about these things and we would tell you how we did it. And so that's kind of what happened and how it evolved. Because in the beginning, it had nothing to do with the store. Mm. So now it's really about, like you say, you know, I don't know if I'm spiritual or am I this. When you go to the house, you know, um, and you speak to any of our salespeople, which we call as our gatekeepers, um, they can guide you with, okay, well, what do you want to work on? That's the first thing you have to know. What do you want, looking at your life, what area would you like to work on? Do you want to work on your career? Do you want to work on your love? Do you want to work on love, self healing? Career. Self healing. <laughs> All of the above. Okay, so, <laughs> so then you, you pick so that you know how powerful you are. I'd say you pick one category right. within and you start working on that mm -hmm. first. So you don't go taking home a buffet of stuff and not really realizing what's working, what's not. Are tarot card readers like therapists? Not like therapists in that way, but like meaning like you have to vibe with them or no, because they are like just sending the message. I feel like you have to No, I think you them. should vibe. If, if it's something you're seeing regularly, yeah. Because your aura and stuff is like, you know when somebody doesn't you know. energetically connect. But um, I think tarot readers, uh, it, it really depends. I mean, they have really good, most should have their um, intention should be always be for you, um, but we're human. So not all psychic readers or tarot readers come from a genuine place. And that is for you to figure out. So you're going to have to know when you sit in that chair, do you feel you have to tap into that person's energy and say, does she, is she coming from a heart space? Does mm. this feel right? Mm. And you need to ask yourself that. And if it doesn't feel right, it's okay for you to stop a reading. A lot of people won't stop a reading. They just sit through it horribly. Mm. Like, everything she's saying doesn't make sense. Like, they don't mm. want to ask any questions. They sit through the whole hour of just, like, not connecting. And then they walk away angry. But instead, take, like, say, hey, you know, you're not connecting with me. 
I'm not able to connect. I need to stop and just go and walk away from it and then find a reader that you do connect with. Right. Mm -hmm. Because for whatever reason, you have this voice in here and it's telling you, get up off the chair. This person isn't for you. She's not going to be able to give you the information that I need to send to you. So you need to get up and you need to leave. And a lot of people don't listen to that voice. Hmm. It's true. And it's also it, it, that that can be like the determining factor of like, I'm never going to tap into my intuition mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. I had this one bad experience. Right. Right. Because yeah. us humans love to blame everything on everything else yeah. except for taking accountability. Yeah. For it's your fault. Our, our, yes, like, exactly. You, 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 you didn't channel my grandfather. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. That's so interesting. Well, um, I don't know. Do you have any more questions? Um... I'll ask you when we stop recording. <laughs> what? Okay. A lot of people always ask us um, where where the house is going to go next. Yeah, where are yeah, the house is going to go next? Because yeah. we Wait, never... Going back to oh. her question okay. with regard to, like, the stuff. So we oh, went into... Yeah, we went into, like, just providing the tools and teaching people, empowering people. We do have um, one of our locations, which is our mm-hmm. Highland Park location. We do have classes. We used to have them at Sunset, but... Um, we lost one of the buildings. Well, the building was really in bad shape, and we just we're not using it anymore. So we we moved it our classes to our Highland Park location. So now we have classes for people to tap into their intuition, to learn how to candle magic, to learn you know all these different things. And but at sunset we still have readers there. Mm. So if somebody wants to get yeah. a reading, you know they can call in. Or we do. Can- ha- yeah, we do have readers there, and the classroom is really now that we've grown into you know, eight stores now, we're actually able to give the community something that isn't so um, in, like, when you open up a business, you really have to look at, you know, your overhead cost, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to support the business. Because the business has been in business for so long now, our retail business does help the community to be able to hold what we have in our classroom now is to offer the community a membership where they pay $25 and $5 for every class. I love that. Um, That's because our business is so established and able to give back. Because I think it's important when you, when you at a level or even in your life in general, it doesn't even have to be money wise. It just, it's always about a give and take. You know, you have to balance that out. And that is one way that the house gives back because it's not really about the money factor. It's more about we want to teach. Mm-hmm. So we want also want to give teachers a platform to be able to teach at um, so that they can continue to grow as well. So that is really awesome that, that we have that program. Um, the other thing is, is like we just kind of like see where the universe is going to take us. We used to try to plan and try to figure out. I do know that we want to eventually have more House of Intuitions throughout the United States because I think it's important for um, just humanity for us, right? I think there's a lot of a lot of healing that needs to be done in the world. Mm-hmm. And we all need to have that space to be able to get our tools to make our churches in our homes. Are you only, is the, your eight stores are only in California? There's seven in California and one store in Miami. Oh, and the pop-up in New York. a ninth store is popping up. Um, fairly soon in the next like 60 days in oh. California yeah where we haven't announced it's a secret it. <laughs> 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 <I'm an author. laughs> but it won't be in LA <laughs> I mean it'll be 
but not like it'll be pushed out a little bit further because uh, it's I think we cool because yeah. you have a lot of stories yeah. here. Yeah, I know. I know. Cool. I know. Like, we're covered here. I know. They're like, Allie. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's because it's you know everybody's journey. Like you have to say like we still have fear, Alex and I. It's just her and I that own these stores. Like so you can imagine like it's a lot of energy to hold down. Mm. So. Yeah, I would love to have a store, an actual store in New York City. I would love to have a store in San Francisco. You know, I would love to have a store all in these different places. But it's like, it's yeah, like it's a child. Yeah. Like putting your child out and, and trying to trust, you know, everything's going to happen. I can't just get in my car and, and fix something that happens. So it's a scary journey, but um, we know that it's it's out of our hands. The universe has us. So. I'm so I'm so grateful for you guys for like going with your intuition, intuition and, and like providing this space for the community and for like women like us and like women you know just for the curious because you're so right there's so many people that like probably have the inclination slightly but they don't know where to go and like all we had was the craft and now look at us. <laughs> And now we have nine locations of houses of intuition. I think that's just. I think it's super important. And and it's and you know what you know what I love too is it's a woman of color owned business, and that it's a space of like you know I just feel like we need we need this you know more community, than community like our community like we need specifically this. women of color specifically need this because there is a, a lot, lot of trauma healing, and I think a lot of times we us. don't look within ourselves. Yeah. We're always looking for either Western medicine or just. You know, pushing it down, pushing it down. We'll deal with it later. We'll deal with it later. Got other shit to do. Yeah. Like, you don't, you know, they definitely don't go to therapy. Right. You know? So it's like, this is, this is such a necessary space. It um, is. For everyone, but and I think. Yeah. Building it too, like, even like to the chandeliers and the black and white, you know, tile flooring and all that. Like, that all came, honestly, in the beginning. Like, we weren't like that. The reason I think I was guided and Alex was guided to do it was because, the people that don't really know that they need to have spirituality, it's like your intuition led you here, so they kind of fall into the store thinking that it's like, oh, it's so, it's like, it's guided by their spirit instead of being guided by, if I had like pentagrams, right, and like, right, right. you know, it, it would. It's a, it's a true conscious, like in, intuitive Journey, yeah. What's up there? Yeah. And if you're a bitch like me, you're like, I was supposed to be in here. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, we definitely made a conscious decision to to do that and to make people feel, you know, very much not um, scared mm-hmm. of, or intimidated or right. intimidated. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, is this, is this a specific type of witchery? Right. You know? <laughs> Yeah, it's that's important too because I think people can get intimidated. And there's a there's um there's a place in, in the valley here. It's called the Psychic Eye, mm-hmm. you know. And when I, I remember going in there, it's and very I, famous I, place. Yeah, actually. I used to go in there and I would love it. I'd love it, but I, I, I but I and I always but I always felt like is this like a certain type of witchery in here? We're supposed to already know what's going on in here. Can like, you tell me? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, was like, I, 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 I would go into that place and be like, am I? I don't. I feel stupid. No one's talking to me. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like. What do I do? And I, I don't, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> I'm not yeah. a certified witch. I'll just buy the I've been in the same. Like, okay, well, no one's telling me any, the first three steps. So I guess I'm going to be going to the juice, to the juice bar down the street. <laughs> right. For sure. Um, well, thank you guys so much for thank coming you. and thank sharing, you for us. sharing yes. your journey. Um, can you tell us where we can find you guys or House of Intuition yeah, on, on um, the social platforms? Yeah, our houseofintuitionla.com holds all of our locations. It'll tell you how to get to all of our locations on our website. We have an online store as well. 
Um, and we have our pop-up still going in New York City. Oh, I'm um, going to go pop-up. T- I'm going to pop-up next week. <laughs> yeah, we're, going, yeah, we're going to New York next week, so we'll, we'll pop-up again. <laughs> Wonderful. And then our IG, House of, at House of Intuition. Um, and Christina, <laughs> what other things would you like us to say? <laughs> That's our marketing girl. Look at you. Like, I'm like, oh. Market, I don't, marketing's not part of my magical candle. Like, um, I would say Facebook. We're now posting a lot of our events on Facebook. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so you guys, check check them out on Facebook so you can see their events. Sign up for one of them. If you're in the LA area, make sure you go check out some of their classes. Maybe we should we should have like a little good moms meet up. Go and go and sign up, like all of like four or five of us, and go sign up. And yeah, we're Make some candles or do something cool. Our I sex know. magic class. <laughs> yes. Oh, <it's> sex. <laughs> You know I'm on a sexual um, journey right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the journeys. I know. Um, also, uh, our live show is March 28th here in L.A. It will be our second Los Angeles live show, and it's going to be thebomb.com. It's actually called House of Bad Choices. <laughs> if, you, uh, if it's still, uh, pick up those VIP bags. There will be something special from House of Intuition. Yes. Um, and come see us. Buy your tickets online at www.goodmomsbadchoices.com. Also on our Instagram page, goodmoms underscore badmoms. And what? I mean, wait. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was so, I was so confident too. No, I was yeah. like, goodmoms <laughs> underscore badmoms. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay, good moms underscore bad choices. <laughs> okay, take it from here, Eric. All right, well, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.